Three essentials to making the transition are focus, determination, and faith. Notice I did not put money on there. Didn't have any of that. Um, on this session, we're going to talk about our transition from our first country home to the place we have now and how God just um, used everything around us to, to help us to make that transition. Um, like my wife mentioned, there was, uh, there was another crisis that came up that propelled us forward. Um, we, were, we were already um, at the end of our lease um, at this current home uh, where we were just leaving. And we were going month to month. And uh, it came to a point where we were in there about five months after the time we should have been gone. And the landlord said, well, I need you guys to be gone in a month. I wanted to use the house for a vacation spot, <laughs> for a vacation spot for my wife and I. And, um, and so we had about 30 days to find another place. We were already looking, barely, barely 30 days. We were already looking for another place. And it was difficult. It wasn't, it wasn't very easy to find um, the place that fit our budget, um, still had a, a, a moderate commute, and, um, and we were still trying to be committed to finding a, a home out where, we are, out where we were. It was a lovely part of, of Texas. It was some hill country out there, um, whereas the rest of Houston is flat. Um, so we were really loving the, the hill country aspect. We were loving the environment. We had met some new people, um, neighbors and things. We were tr really trying to stay you know, moderately close to. Um, we were involved in the community at this point. And um, so we started looking. And it was, it was really kind of tough to, to find the thing we were looking for. Um, and I got discouraged and actually started looking back in the suburbs of Houston again in an area called Katy, Texas, which is on the west side going out towards San Antonio. And um, that was as far in as, as, far in as I was uh, willing to, to go, but we started looking at subdivisions again. And, um, and so by and by, uh, none of those things came to fruition. Every house that we looked for, we either were not approved for or um, it was it was too much or or whatever the situation was it just wasn't right and um, and our our prayer was still for the Lord to bless us with the country home even though we had started looking back in the city again our heart was still in the country um, I just want to say that this house living here was <laughs> we met with enough uh, difficulty in the country living experience, in the first time country living experience, to make us want to move back to the city. There should have been enough. If, I mean, I, I, I think that was kind of a proving ground, if you will, dealing with the snakes, dealing with the gangster cows, as my son mentioned, dealing with um, living in a dra an old drafty house. It, this is a very pretty picture of the house. This is what we saw online, but that's not what we dealt with. It was not in that condition after... Um, 
by the time we were leaving or just before we moved in. And we, do, we were dealing with a lot. And so we wanted a place that was more comfortable. So we had the comfort, country living experience, but we wanted to move on and live in a place that was, you know, at least um, a little bit bigger. So we all had, you know, enough space. Um, installation would have been good, you know. <laughs> um, two bathrooms instead of one. That would have been a, a blessing. Uh, so we weren't asking for much, but we began to, to pray and ask the Lord um, for what we wanted. Um, and it's okay to share with him the desires of your heart. He asked us to do that, right? Um, so we began to list out the desires of our heart. And we began to claim Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses, uh, I think, 10 and 11. And, um, and so that's what we prayed for, and that's what we were asking God for. And time came where we actually had to move and um, my wife put it to me that oh the last thing we 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 did um, in desperation was reach out to uh, friends I'm not sure if you were wanting to, to touch on this but okay so what ended up happening is that we were debating on this one house that we were approved for in Katy and as a last-ditch effort, I asked my wife to talk with her friends at the community Bible study and to see if they had anybody that they knew was renting a house. And so um, she came back and said, well, she did that reluctantly because it took a lot of humbling and, and swallowing of pride to even do that. Um, but she did it, and I'm thankful that she did it. But she came back and said, uh, nope, nobody has anything right now, but everybody is looking and they're praying for us. And that was big. Again, this was a community Bible study of non-Adventists. Everybody was of, of, of different faiths, but yet these ladies, and it was all ladies, um, they came together and they were praying for us. And they were reaching out for us. Next thing I know, I'm getting calls from realtors. Um, people are saying, hey, come look at this house. Come look at this house. Come look at this house. These things were not on the MLS um, in, in Belleville and the, in the surrounding area. And they were saying, oh, have you checked out this one? This one is specific for this area. So I started looking at these other MLS listings that I was not aware of. And all these people just came, came pouring out with all kinds of resources. And, um, and we started looking at homes that were, were closer in and um, some, we still didn't find the right place. You know, there's, there's a place and then there's the right place, right? And we were looking for the right place for us. And so um, one of the ladies offered, uh, no, she, she had an, a friend of hers who did have a house that was available. We, we didn't find out until the lady offered for us to come and stay with them for a short time. She said, um, we don't have anything yet, but I know the Lord will provide. Why don't you come and stay with us? Now, they lived... Um, in an area called Somerville, Texas, which was about, uh, about 40 minutes away from where we were currently living at this place, which was going to be a further drive for me to get to work. It was going to increase my, my, uh, my commute by another 35 minutes or so. So instead of driving for an hour to get to work, it was going to be like an hour and 45 minutes or so for me to get to work. And I was very, very reluctant, and also I said, who is this person? And why are they, you know, wanting us to come and live with them? Um, 
So I was a little reluctant. Uh, she said, well, let's just go and visit with them. I said, okay, we'll go and visit. So we took the whole family over to these people's house. And um, first of all, it was, it was a very nice place. Um, and they were initially offering for us to come and stay in their bunkhouse, right? And so they had a, you know, their home where they were living in, then they had a bunkhouse, which actually was the first house they lived in when they first moved to the, to the property. And um, so we got there and they lived on a huge spread. This has really nothing to do with why we stayed there, but they lived on this 400 acre property, ranch. They, had, they were running cows, they were doing this, they were doing that, a whole lot of stuff. And um, so that was impressive, but I was still wondering why, why would she ask us to, you know, to come here? And so we got in and, and I'm meeting them for the first time. My wife already knew the, the lady uh, from the Bible study, but we got to meet the husband, I, you know, whom I had never met before and I never met the lady. And these two people were the most godly Christian people I'd ever met in my life. They were not Adventists. They, I don't know what faith they, they were Christians, but I don't know exactly which faith they were of or what you know, denomination. And at that moment, it didn't even matter. They were showing us the love of God. The two sweetest people, they were, they were like, almost like grandparents to us. And they said, you know, we, we, we really want to help you guys out. Um, and initially we were gonna, you know, if you want to, you can go and look at the bunkhouse. We were only thinking of that. They had already decided they were gonna let us come and stay. We were trying to figure out if we wanted to go and stay. Um, they said, we, you know, you guys can go and look at the bunkhouse, but we really want you to um, stay here with us. Um, we have some space upstairs, and um, we think it would be, you know, perfect for you guys. So we went and looked out at the bunkhouse first because we were thinking, oh, we don't, want to, we don't want to intrude or anything like that. We looked at the bunkhouse. Oh, it was nice. You know, it was a space for my wife and I to stay, and there was a, another little room, and it reminded us a lot of this space here. <laughs> and... Um, you know, it had a kitchen and everything, the conveniences we needed, and we'd have our privacy. But she said, okay, well, why don't you come inside and look, on, look at it upstairs? We went back inside. She took us upstairs. We never saw upstairs. Okay, okay, my bad. I'm jumping ahead. So we didn't see upstairs. We went, we went home. We had the visit. We went home, and we were trying to decide what we were going to do. Um, so because nothing else came through at the moment, we decided, okay, you know what? I'll just bite the bullet, I'll make the drive, we'll go and stay with them. Um, yeah, because we were trying to get the place in Katy. It was open to us, but we, it just wasn't. Because this place still offered us the opportunity to still be in the country, we, we leaned more towards that, and I suffered going through the drive to do it. And um, yes, please. The, the place out in Katy, was gorgeous it was beautiful tiled beautiful uh, like a light wood flooring that i'd never seen before everything about it was beautiful in the back it had a big gully or what, what do you call those bayou. a bayou like huge bayou the one that goes this way and then it goes out that way away from in the neighborhoods in there and it had been um annihilated by harvey, harvey. Do you already say that no. yeah and so they redid the whole place and it was gorgeous. We struggled with next year when hurricane season comes back, 
what are we going to be standing in? As gorgeous as it is, what is it going to be like? And I know the, we, we weren't approved for it, so I know the Lord was protecting us from something. Yeah. Because it could have flooded again. Yeah. Thankfully, we haven't had any more floods in, in Houston since. But um, <clears throat> that was a bit of a challenge and, and something for us to think about. And it was enough to pull us back in. But uh, driving through the subdivision, once again, we felt tight. We felt claustrophobic. And, um, and that feeling alone was enough to say, no, we need to stay out where we were, you know. Um, so we decided to go and stay with this family, um, this husband and wife, this couple. And, um, and uh, after we decided to go, it's almost like Moses deciding to, you know, the Israelites deciding to cross the Red Sea and God opening up the, the Red Sea for them. Um, we decided to go. I, you know, swallowed my pride once again. It was, as you can see, there's a little pattern going on here. Um, I swallowed my pride and we accepted the offer and we went out there and we were preparing to stay in this bunkhouse. And then that's when um, the, the couple said they wanted us to come and stay inside. We had not seen upstairs yet. They took us inside their house upstairs and there was... It was, yeah, it was pretty much a whole house upstairs. And there was a room about this size that they had, if I'm not mistaken, about the size of this room here, where the kids could stay. It was a little bigger, because there was a little, another little nook back over here that had three queen-size beds in it. A couch uh, with, the, with the entertainment center. And we were thinking, oh, okay, we can all stay in here. But no, that was just for the kids. Across the hall, there was a, a suite for my wife and I that had its own bathroom. And then next door, another uh, room with its own bathroom for the older girls. And no, it was just for Casey. It was just for Casey. So each of these three, they had their own queen size beds. Oh, well, you had a twin size bed. I'm sorry, son. <laughs> my bad. Okay, yeah, it was two queen size beds and a, okay. So him laying all that out, the, the, the main point, well, I'm thinking the main point is because she was extremely humble and she remind, you know, she would just always remind us, this is God's, this belongs to God. For us, we were just so excited because we had hot water now and we, you know, it, when it was cold outside, we didn't feel it. You know, it was, it was a, like a break that the Lord was giving to us from, from this we loved it. we loved the the area here, but it was um, after a while it just be, it started wearing on us, and so coming to the to this family's home was um, it was a break. It, yeah, it was a break and a blessing for us to just kind of exhale for a moment to get ourselves together again. Yeah. Um, it was kind of like the dream you always th think about because they had like a big pool in the back and four-wheelers and all this land you could go driving around. So it was like, oh, this is dream come true. I wish this was ours. But, yeah, I don't know. I just... <laughs> so, you know, we got a, so we got a chance to, to taste that, that what, what it felt like to have a truck and being on huge acres of land and have everything that you could ever want. 
we got a taste of that for about six weeks. Um, while we were there, we were while we were there, we were still searching for a home. So we didn't. We never just felt so comfortable we, that we just stopped searching. That wasn't our home, right? So while we were there, that's uh, that's when the breakthrough happened. Um, the the lady we were staying with had a friend who had a house that was occupied, and she said, "But it's it's coming available in about four weeks. If you guys want to stay, we'll we'll let you stay on until the house comes available." And we said, "Okay, well, let's go take a look at it." So my wife went to go look at it, and she did a drive by, and uh, just just you know, did you take video or pictures, something like that? Video. Which is kind of weird. You see somebody driving by with a phone stuck out the window. It's like, because it's weird because we're there now and we see people going by and they're taking pictures like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> we're not leaving. But, um, <laughs> but it's, just, it's, it's just that kind of a nice situation where it's, it's very picturesque. Um, so she went to take a look at it. And she said, honey, I think this is, this is really nice. We should come and look at it. And so we went to go look at it. And... Um, Meanwhile, I'm trying to get all my monies together, uh, you know, for uh, first and last month's rent and down payment and all this kind of stuff. We didn't know what we were going to end up doing, whether we we're going to have to buy or, or rent long term or whatever. And I'm, I'm getting, you know, I took out a loan because I was prepared to put down a down payment on a home. I had truck repairs to take care of. All this kind of stuff I was thinking of, again, depending on myself to try and make this stuff happen. Long story short, we get to this house and we have an appointment with the, the landlord and they, um, and sitting down with this, this gentleman, another very godly man, um, uh, we said, you know, we went to go take a look at the house. We looked at it. We loved it. Um, I went to the table to talk with him about, you know, leasing the home. And uh, he said he likes us. Um, you know, they were already, they'd already decided to lease it to us before we even met, just because of who we knew, just because they were, they were friends. This person referred us to, a, to, the, to them, and they were going to lease us the house based on that alone. Um, so character and, and relationship with the Lord, all that stuff, went ahead of us. The Holy Spirit was working on our behalf, moving ahead of us before we could even get to the situation. God was already preparing the way. And so when we got there, and I'm sitting there, I'm ready for, okay, we need to sign a two-year lease. Um, we're going to need first, last, first and last month's rent plus another deposit, um, this, this, and this. I get to the table, and the gentleman says, Okay, so here, I want you to look at the document. And, um, and I'm, I'm going through the document. It says, you know, the lease would be set up in terms of month to month. And I was taken aback. I was like, well, why are you doing month to month? You know, the general lease. He's an attorney, by the way. Um, I said, why, did you, why are you doing a month to month? And he says, well, I do it for two reasons. One is if the tenant doesn't work out, I'm not in a long-term contract with them. Two, if the tenant wants to move because something comes up, because things come up, 
they can just give me 30, uh, 30 days advance notice and you can leave. I'm like, huh, I never thought about it that way. See, at first I was taking offense to it, but then it was like, this is a benefit. And then I started thinking in the back of my mind, what is God preparing us for? You know, if we're not stuck here for one or two years, we can leave whenever God calls us to go somewhere else. And I started to think about that as a huge benefit. A few months into our lease, though, the gentleman said, we hope you guys stay for a really long time. And that was a testament. Um, so we can leave or we can stay, but it's all based on what God is going to be doing in our lives. Um, and that was a, that, that's amazing to me, and I still think about that today. Um, but secondly, on the, on the financial term, just uh, hit ignore on that. Thanks. Um, this is the home that we, that we moved to, um, which was a significant upgrade. And um, there's, yeah, there's, there's installation on it. And it has a garage. We don't have to park outside, but we do anyway. That's a pecan tree there in the front yard that yields pecans every season. We're still picking up pecans and taking them inside the crack. But there's like 27 or 30 other pecan trees on the property. This is a 64-acre property. We're only leasing an acre, once again. And we have access to all the rest of it to explore. Um, so just like the property before us, where we, had, we were leasing one acre or one and a half acres and had access to 100, it's, it's very similar. And again, God is showing me you don't have to have all this money that you think you need to have. I didn't need to take out loans and whatnot for down payments. I only had to put down a month and a half's worth for my deposit uh, where I was preparing for like three months. And so I didn't need as much money as I needed. So if I had been patient, I could have kept some money in my pocket, you see. And so God was just kind of showing me that if you depend on me, I'll take care of you. Stop depending on yourself. And so he's, and this is the house where when we got there, we didn't know when we moved in, but to the right of it, to the right of it, there's a pear tree. And we didn't, and we've got the first yield um, that, that summer. And it's, it looks really frail. I wish we had a picture of it, what it looks like right now. <laughs> it looks really, really, really frail. And I think it had been struck by lightning or something, so it was like splits. But when it bloomed, it, it was so full of pears that you can't even eat them all. It, it actually looks like a heart. It does like this, the branches. The branches look like that, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, when it's all in full bloom, there's a heart right in the middle of it. And it's like God telling us that he loves us. I mean, it's, it's amazing. In the back, there, there's a hill that dips down. Um, and it's just valley, and you can look across and you see cattle and, and all kinds of stuff in the background. Over to the left over here, there's a, there's, a, there's a church, and behind the church, there's a playground, there's a basketball court, there's a, um, there's a fig tree. There's a fig tree and some pecan trees. All these things that the pastor, oh, well, not even the pastor, but the, our landlord, because he owned all the property, even the property that the church stood on, he said, you guys can eat from the trees. Um, you can 
play on the basketball court. You can play on the volleyball court. Um, all this stuff that we had no idea was there and available to us became available to us. And um, so that was just part of the just kind of finishing up the testimony. When you're looking for a place, just ask the Lord what it is that you desire and leave it in his hands. And that's why um, I put on here focus, determination and faith are the three more most important things that I found in making that transition and not necessarily money. Um, because God can provide in so many different ways that we have no idea how he's going to do it. So focus, focus helps you to stay the course, right? So, it's so easy to just turn around and, and go the opposite direction. Get overwhelmed by all the obstacles that are in front of you. Um, in doing this, you're being a little bit stubborn. And I think we showed a bit, a bit of stubbornness in not wanting to turn away and, and go back to the comfortable life. Um, focus for us was getting to a country property, even if we needed to not get, in a, get, into our, get ourselves into another lease agreement with an apartment or a house inside the city. Um, and sometimes focus will cause you to humble yourself and do things that you wouldn't normally do under other circumstances, right? Um, okay. I have so many notes here, but I can't get to them all. Yeah. Okay. Um, having some criteria does give you give you some focus. Uh, I do encourage everybody to to join Dave Westbrook's uh, community, um, his network. If it's, I think it's still up and going. Country Living University. Uh, CountryLivingUniversity.com.net um, as a resource. And I think you guys got that resource card as you were coming in for the third session. Did you hand that out? Um, and he teaches all the ins and outs about how everything works, what to look for in a property. Again, um, we would have not found the, the current property that we're in if we were not living in the community and we had not involved ourselves with the community. Right? That came straight from networking. Yeah. So all that came straight from networking. It wasn't about us even, you know, searching for it or working with the realtor or none of that stuff. Um, I'm sorry. Leasing. Um, what we learned was leasing instead of buying. Um, that it may be different for different people, but that's what worked. Work, what he taught, and that's what worked for us to lease, so that you're not bound into a property. You actually can, you know, be free to. Once you find, find the one that you really want to be at, you're free to pick up and move. Yeah, and that's, and that's, a, big, that's a big one. Oh, because also because he taught that um, if you're not able to see that home through the four seasons, like drive by and look at it and investigate it and look inside and look at how the land is, you can't see it through the whole four seasons and you might not know what you're getting if you buy it and then you're locked in and then you find out the whole place floods or the place leaks or what have you. That's why... <laughs> He said um, he taught that. Right. right. Now, granted, sometimes if you go on an MLS listing, uh, and especially if you're looking at rural property, 
they will show you the, the map of the, of the property, like an aerial view, and they can show you where, if it's a, if it's a flood zone, um, where, uh, I forgot what you call it, I haven't, I haven't looked in a while. <laughs> but uh, there are zones on property, like if it's where there's it's lower lying ground where if you have heavy rains, that area might flood out. Um, so those are things you'd want to be watching out for. And so in trying to buy a property up front and not knowing that that's going to take place um, and not doing your, your research on the property, you can find yourself in a world of, of unnecessary stress um, because you're dealing with things that you didn't have to deal with. Um, and so that's one of the plugs for leasing ahead of time um, and really just getting out into the area, networking with people and, and getting to know the community. One other thing that Dave says or talks about is getting to know your neighbors because you don't know um, what they're into, if they're you know, a logging company or, or whatever, they may come through and want, to, want to, to buy the property that you're purchasing. And so you don't want to have hostile neighbors. And when you get into buying property, you're, you, don't know what you're, you don't know what you're dealing with. It's more than just running up on this property and saying, oh, this is beautiful, I think I'll take it. You know, you have to consider what else is going on around that property. Um, you have to consider what other people's intentions are um, and making sure that you're not in the middle of some kind of land grab or, or, or war or something that's going on. And we've heard some horror stories about people who've bought property and found themselves, you know, injured or, or hurt or something like that as a result of somebody finding minerals and, and knowing that there's minerals on that property and they're wanting that property, you know? Um, and uh, these are things that, are, that were foreign to us before, and now we're getting to know and understand them. So those are things you want to look out for. So it's, it's very wise to go and embed yourself in the community first before making a commitment. Does that make sense? So our take on it would be to get involved with God first and foremost. Um, in my experience, I, I asked, and, and I asked the Lord to, to help with the process. It wasn't really about when, because every time it was about now, because um, we realized that we were kind of running behind. We should have been in the country a long time ago um, having you know, our kids, and even for ourselves when we first got started, but we realized we were running behind. So we asked God, you know, to show us the way and to open up paths. And then I began, I didn't wait, I began to look for something. And we began to look at resources and try and find uh, the house that we were supposed to be in. So it was a combination of two things. It was, you know, asking God and then also um, working and not, and not waiting. Does that answer your question? Excuse me. I was going to ask, do you, do you have a goal of owning your own property? And if you do, how do you balance that with being content where the Lord has you and looking forward to the future of owning? How, how, do you, how does your family uh, do that in your current situation if you're wanting to own someday? That's a good question. Um, we actually, we actually do want to own one day, um, because we have goals of, my daughter wants to, uh, have a lifestyle center. Um, we'd like to 
own a restaurant one day. We would like to have a place where people can come and retreat so we can do exactly what the couple did for us and have a place where people can come for refuge or be able to stay and just have acreage and, and homes where people can actually settle down for a little while and take a break and even rent free to where they can just rest. You know what I mean? There's nothing like having the stress of not uh, having to worry about bills and things for a short time so you can kind of get yourself together. And that is like the ultimate goal. And I believe God is going to open that up as, <laughs> as we grow. You see what I'm saying? And he's still, he's still, he's still teaching us and, and bringing us to a point, I think, where he can use us even more and seeing how much he can trust us with. It's almost like letting a, a, a line out, you know what I mean? And just seeing how much can I trust you with? Keith, how much can I trust you with? And as long as we show um, that we're faithful to him, he will give us more. As long as we can be good stewards of that which he's given us, he'll give us more. And we're seeing that by and by. Did I, did I answer your question with that? Okay. Anyone else? Um, my question is regarding your time away from your family with an extra long commute. Um, that's been a big concern of ours, and we've been weighing it out whether it would be better to wait for a few years or have um, my husband be gone for a lot, I mean, a lot of the time away um, in order to commute. Um, what, how did that weigh in on your decision to make that long commute? That's a good question. That decision, um, it weighed heavily because I love my family. I love being with them. And I don't like being away from them. <laughs> and if I had it my way, I'd be with them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, that said, when we decided to move to the country, I realized that it wasn't going to be easy to find a, a job that would, um, that would pay out in the areas that we were looking at, that would pay the same that I was uh, making at, at my current job. That, that along with making that transition and knowing that there's some kind of a learning curve there um, with getting into a, a new field or even if I went into business for myself, getting enough clients to you know, um, uh, cover what I'm currently making to, to, you know, to be able to make that smooth transition. So that let me know that I had to do this thing in steps. And not that I'm opposed to doing anything like working from home, because that is my ultimate goal is to be able to work from home. Um, it was just that, okay, I can either wait until everything is perfect or I can act now because my kids are not getting any younger. And that, that was the biggest thing was that, okay, we need to do something now because there are already negative influences coming in that we need to get out. So that was the deciding factor. So if that meant that I needed to sacrifice, then that was what was necessary. And plus I got them on the weekends. <laughs> 
I'm going to okay, so you asked what made us decide to stay in Texas as opposed to going to California or something like or any other state. Um, so we've been in Texas for 23 to 25 years, respectfully. My wife got there a little bit earlier than I did. Our family is there. 35 years? Okay. Okay. Um, so having family there, her parents are there, my parents are there. Um, so taking the kids away from their grandparents at the ages that they were didn't really seem like uh, the right thing to do um, because our both sets of parents are getting older and we wanted to stay, you know, moderately close to where we can get to them quickly. Um, and Texas in itself, I think, is a, it has its own advantages. The economy is best, I think, probably one of the best economies in the country. Um, uh, homeschooling, it's, Texas is considered a free state, not that we're in slavery, but if you were to look at a map of, of what, I wish we had the map here, um, of there, there's actually maps of what states are free, uh, and what types of uh, restraints and restrictions are put on homeschooling families across the nation. And Texas is considered a free state to where there's no regulation of how you homeschool. We don't have to report anything. We don't have to give them test scores, none of that stuff. We can graduate them ourselves um, and we're free. Uh, the weather is moderate and it's, it's good for growing pretty much anything from tropical to uh, even some of the more complex uh, vegetation, if I'm not mistaken. So it's kind of a balanced area. Um, there are no state taxes. Um, so you don't have to worry about that from year to year. Um, and it's, it's prime for starting a business. Um, so when I do decide to go full time in business, I'd only need a few clients to be, uh, to just kind of be able to run on a regular basis. And it's easy to do there because, it, well, I won't say because it's a Republican state. It's just that Texas really promotes either home-based business or uh, business startups. It's just good. It's a good place for that. And that's kind of what I've found. And um, though it gets hot in the summertime, I love Texas. And uh, there's some other states that we did consider, uh, like Tennessee. I like Tennessee. They have state tax and they tax food. Um, <laughs> but there's some other states I'm curious about and I wouldn't move to. But right now we're in Texas and I like it. Whose question? I did. Yeah, I did. Any other questions? If there's no more questions, I believe lunch is being served in eight minutes. Um, but again, feel free to come by our booth downstairs if you have any more questions or anything like that, um, or to talk about additional resources. Uh, we'll be here all week to, uh, to chat with, and we look forward to, to spending some time with you all. And we thank you for uh, attending our class today. We're the... We're the last table on, on this side, and um, again, my son is going to be have his gardening book that he wrote, uh, the Greenhorn Gardening Guide, and uh, my other son will have some country signs that, that he did some wood burning on 
very beautiful signs that you can um, get to encourage you to get out into the country. So stop by. We'll, we'd love to. We'd love to talk with you, pray with you, and whatever else you want to uh, come by for. Yeah. We'll close with prayer now. So, Lord, we just want to thank you for, once again, this opportunity to share our uh, living parable with the attendees here. Um, we thank you for your Holy Spirit being with us. We pray, Father, that um, we've been able to add some encouragement um, and a little bit of knowledge uh, to the journeys that each uh, person is going through or some tip that they can uh, share with a friend or neighbor or family member. And we pray, Lord, as we leave this place, that we never leave your presence or leave your side. Mostly, Lord God, we, we want to be saved when you come again, and we want others to be saved as a result of them seeing Christ in our lives. Um, so whether we're able to get to the country or stay in the city, we trust, God, that you are doing everything um, that is necessary for us to be saved. And we thank you and we love you, God. We give you all the praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.